This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Weretile Dysfunction. Your penis doesn't work, but you become a werewolf. Faster and faster. And for a long time, you wouldn't feel anything. And then you'd burst into fire. Forever. And the angels wouldn't help you. Because they've all gone away. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, those who identify as non-binary, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that will scream and have bad audio and have major characters that show up for minutes. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Zach. And today we're here to talk about Firewalk, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Yes. The movie, the follow-up <laughs> sequel prequel movie. The follow-up to the show that got canceled, which then David Lynch was like, what if I just give you a prequel instead? Which nobody asked for, <laughs> and everybody was mad about, because they were like, what the fuck happened to Dale Cooper and Annie? Yeah, and only a niche amount of people would be like, yeah, I wanted this. Yep, well, they get it <laughs> 20 yeah. years later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> In a fucking... Amazing. <laughs> yeah, weird. no, it's amazing. Weird. Yeah, it's amazingly weird. Weird, weird season. So... Who we got? We got director David Lynch. Of course. The man. The like myth. he would let anybody else do it. All right. Who's in this? And it's funny because they put like all the actual Twin Peaks people build first. Yeah. Even though they're barely in this. Well, yeah. you have Cheryl Lee as Laura Palmer. Yep. Kyle McLaughlin as Dale Cooper for about five minutes. Uh, Ray Wise. Who's Leland Palmer? He's in most of the movie. Yeah. Danny Ashbrook as Bobby Riggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Bowie as Philip Jeffries. Yes. We'll talk about that. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton as Carl Rod. I got all this shit to clean up. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like Shelly. Shelly? Mackin Amick. Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, good Mach- luck pronouncing Mach- her name. Mackin Amick? Yeah. As Shelly Johnson. And there's a bunch of other Twin Peaks people in here, but they only show up for like seconds. What about Donna? Oh, yeah. Because a, it's not Donna from the show. It's not Donna. Because she had a huge falling out with it. I actually looked it up. It, it was more like a scheduling conflict, but mm-hmm. they totally had a falling out. Um... <laughs> Yeah, who the fuck? Who's fake Donna? Fake Donna. You also forgot James. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he doesn't fucking matter. Uh, Moria Kelly is uh, Donna Hayward, mm-hmm. but she's not really Donna Hayward because she's a different Donna from the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's what? the guy that can't leave his house. He's in it for two scenes. Oh, my God. That weird guy. Mm-hmm. The Meals on Wheels pervert. Yeah, <laughs> he is kind of a pervert. He is. He's yeah. like totally trying to. He bangs yeah. Laura. Well, yeah, and they're all in high school. You gotta right. always remember with Twin Peaks that they're in high school. Oh, Jesus. Well, we're gonna get into that. Uh, so, in the folksy town of Deerfield, Walsh, mm-hmm. FBI agent Desmond Chris Isaac. Yeah, Desmond. Yeah, who's Chris Isaac? Explicitly disappears while hunting for the man who murdered a teen girl. Uh, the killer is never apprehended, and after experiencing dark visions and supernatural encounters, you find out it's Laura Palmer who's yeah. next. So, dude, listen. Okay. What do you think? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this like while we were watching it. Yeah, this is such a fucking niche movie for <laughs> people that enjoyed Twin Peaks, which is us. You know, we fucking <laughs> we fucking love Twin Peaks. I love it too because I was talking about it where I was like, oh man, isn't it funny how we did like two of the biggest movies of 2023? And then I was like, 
we're gonna do Twin Peaks Fire Walk with yeah. me, which unless you like Twin Peaks, who the fuck would watch this movie? And and to say too, like I I had this on my list. I wanted to do this at some point. Yes. Yes. Because I had never seen it, and I was like, I wanted to see just because I knew it was a prequel. Yeah, and it's more Twin Peaks. Like, you can never have Ex- le- exactly. enough Twin Peaks. But people that have never watched Twin Peaks before will think this is the most absurd movie ever made. Well, as we were talking about, too, which is that, like, even though this is a prequel, mm-hmm. and for anybody who doesn't know, too, you know, like, the hit show Twin Peaks, which is one of, like, the biggest... Like, it's amazing to think about how weird this show is, and, like, at the time in the 90s, like, Who Killed Laura Palmer was, like, yep. one of the biggest fucking things ever. Twin? People were, were speculating, they were talking about it, mm-hmm. all, like, all the time. Yeah. But then you get this movie, which is a prequel, mm-hmm. but it's, like... It's so far removed and weird that it's like, unless you like Twin Peaks, there's no point in watching this movie first. Yeah, exactly. And and we kind of talked about that, too, off screen, because it's like, like, Twin Peaks was such, like, lightning in a bottle, really, where it's like, it was so ahead of its time, but it was for, like, like a vast, vast minority of people. It's for, like, people that like murder mysteries, soap operas. Soap operas quirky comedy and then like bizarre weird shit yeah so like otherworldly shit if you like all of those you'll love twin peaks then you'll love it yeah it's it's one and of it's my the same things for this movie it's one of my favorite shows ever made yeah and it's I'm, amazing i'm forever grateful to my math teacher in high school mr gray who talked about it and gave us the dvds to borrow to watch season one and two yep and, and i remember showing that to people and then like People laughing their ass off in the first episode when, like, Leland falls on the casket. Oh, and, like, yeah. like, it goes down. Because it's such a sad scene, but it's so fucking funny. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, like, when it came on to Netflix at some point, mm-hmm. you and I both were like, we're going to rewatch it. Oh, yeah. How many and times th- have you seen Twin Peaks? Uh, I've watched it three times now because yeah. I, I watched it twice with you, and then I showed my wife it, and she was, like, really into it after, like, episode three. Yeah, I watched like, it about the same time, too. And then season three, though, we've only seen once because it's... We only need to see it once. I do want to go back and watch it. Mm -mm. Anybody who doesn't know, season three came out 20 years after the original season two. And it is so... Like, David Lynch had such a career in between (laughs) where he had so much creative, like, freedom. And that's Mm -hmm. what I feel like this movie is. Because you have Mark Frost, who was also part of the original show. Exactly. But, like, it almost seems like at times, like, Mark Frost, like, reined in David Lynch. Yeah. Because, like, if you get stuff like this, it's like, here's David Lynch on his own, and it's so fucking insane. Well, <laughs> then we, we've talked about, like, his little short movie that he did back in, like, 2018, where it was, like, him playing uh, a detective just talking to a monkey. <laughs> for which, 15 minutes. For 15 minutes in interrogating him, in which he just did a green screen over the monkey's mouth and did human lips. Yeah. That's that's full on David Lynch just doing whatever he wants. Yep. And that it, it you can tell. You can tell when he has creative control because like all the super weird shit like in yeah. this movie, remember like in the beginning where it's like that girl that's like with the red dress and she's making all the symbols and stuff. Yes. And then like that uh officer Desmond or detective Desmond or whatever the fuck his name is. He's like yeah, this is what all that meant. And it's like, you're like, what the fuck? I thought it was Chet. I thought his name was Chet. Is it Chet? I don't think it's Chet. I think Desmond. Yeah, FBI agent Desmond, which is Chris Isaac. It's not Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Who is was Chris? that Chet? I don't know who Chet is. What I don't the know. fuck are you talking about? Somebody called somebody Chet, and I, I swore. Maybe? I don't I know. I thought it was Desmond. You're Desmond. 
I will say, I, I was I was a little, like, in the beginning, the first, like, five minutes, I was like, I don't care about Desmond as much as uh, Dale Cooper. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you can't compare him to Coop. No, That's I impossible. know. impossible. But, like... But like, his intro of, like, that school bus where the driver gets arrested because I think he had prostitutes with him. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. It Like, and it's so loud. This movie's so loud, by the way. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that. Like, put it on the box. Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. This movie's so fucking loud. Yeah, no, you gotta really, like, turn down the volume to watch it. But I love his intro of, like, him just being there. And, like, Keith or Sutherland just being a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. But I-, I like how, too, like, we talked about it where it's, like, you have Desmond who, like, strong arms that, like, deputy. Oh, and the we're, nose like, grab was yeah. awesome. And we're, like, Coop would never do that. No, like, it... After, like, the first, like, ten minutes, he was starting to grow on me, and then he just died. And then <laughs> Did I was, he? I don't know. He and, disappeared. And then I was like, all right, well, we got Dale Cooper, so that's cool. I like Dale. Yeah, Dale's amazing. Um, But for ten minutes? Yeah. And then shows it's all up. about Laura Palmer for an hour and 45 minutes. Because David Bowie shows up. Yeah. What do you think about David Bowie's scene? I honestly thought it was going to be more. I thought he was more of a prominent character in this movie. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's literally that just that one scene where he walks in and yeah. he might be a ghost. I don't know. Well, he like came back from above the convenience store, which is like another part of the Black Lodge. Yeah, there's a there's an amazing thing for anybody who doesn't know too. There's also like a sister movie to this called The Lost Tapes, uh, which has like deleted scenes from Fire Walk with Me, and there's a fucking amazing one mm-hmm. where it's like David Bowie comes back and it's like there's a charred outline of him like where he like comes back from and mm-hmm. he's just fucking shouting. It's super cool. But yeah, his like foghorn leghorn accent of like don't we're not going to talk about Jody. We're not going to talk about Jody at all. Yeah, I know. And then it like phases through with garbanzo beans. Yeah, let's be then, honest. David Bowie Great, great musician. Not the best when it comes to, like, acting roles. I like him in Zoolander. Mm. (laughs) I like him in the fucking, um, the Alien movie. I forgot what it was called. Uh, Oh, The Man Who Fell to Earth? Yeah. That movie's so fucking cocaine-fueled. My that movie that is is on this level of, like, weird, bizarre niche films. Yeah. I mean, this, for a lot of this movie... Mm Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck's going on? But I yeah. wanted to ask you, too, because I know when we were watching it, you were like, what themes can we pull from this movie? Yeah, there is none. I, oh, I, no, I, wrote, I wrote uh, a question mark down. Oh. I, I was like, I have nothing to pull from this. I got one. Okay. I got you. You, you want to hear me? Yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's about, like, it's about sexual abuse. It's about incest and sexual abuse. Well, yeah, because the whole thing with Leland... Right. For so for okay, God, we yeah. have to like explain parts of Twin Peaks. Uh so yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, in the show Twin Peaks, uh you have Leland Palmer, who's mm-hmm. Laura Palmer's dad, and he gets possessed by this evil entity called Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's so bizarre to talk about. I know, it's it's a fucking nightmare, but also, it's amazing. Just, just a quick note, because this was uh Twin Peaks related, I did bring our notebook that we had done the second time around. <gasps> Of, you found it? Yeah, of everybody oh! fucking everybody. Oh my god. This is a true treat. This is so I'm so glad you found this. Does it have the stands in there too? Oh yeah, it's the next oh! <laughs> So so Matt and I went on like this whole tangent while watching Twin Peaks the second time where because at that point we had been like, oh, we we have to like 
like pinpoint because everybody fucks everybody. Everybody in the show. is like so fucking horny in the show. Yeah. So like we we put together like who fucks who. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, and then we also second time around we just gave everybody like. Uh, stands from JoJo. Yeah, at the height of us watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it bleeded into us watching Twin Peaks. Yeah, which we don't have time to talk about. We all don't, that, but, but that's great, though. I want to look at that afterwards. But yeah, well, so like, fucking, it starts with Laura. Laura fucks Bobby, but Bobby fucks Shelly, but Shelly fucks Leo, but Shelly also fucks the detective. Um, Not Dale detective. Cooper. I, I don't know, man. I We wrote this down like what years detect? ago. But Leo also raped Laura. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Laura fucks James, who fucks Donna, but Donna also fucks Mike at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and James kisses Maddie. Yes, fake Laura. Yeah. But James also fucks that mom in season two. Which we d- we skip over every time we watch yeah. it, because it's shit. Ed fucks Nadine, his wife, mm-hmm. who fucks Mike. Yeah, but Ed also fucks Nora. Norma, who fucks her husband. Yeah, who got out of jail and sucks on dominoes. Yes. And then you got Hank who fucks Jody, but Jody also fucks her husband. Yeah. Uh, then you got and Pete gets nobody. Pete, Pete has yeah, sex with nobody. Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> we did write that down where it's like, oh, he he's with Catherine. Yeah. But Catherine fucks Ed Horn. Yep. But Ed Horn also fucks prostitutes, but also fucked Laura. And he also fucks his wife a little bit. A little bit, probably not. But and then Dale Cooper with Annie, and then almost with Audrey. Yeah, but no. And then you got Lucy who fucks Andy. Yes. But Lucy also fucks that guy, Dick. Yeah, but Lucy and Andy give birth to Michael Sarah. Yes. Who ge- has this terrible Marlon Brando impersonation in yeah, season I know. three. Yeah, he's fucking horrible. He's so bad. All right, but anyway, the thing... Oh, thank yeah. you, man. That's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta look for this before we, we go so into... I'm so glad you... I mean, I gotta look at those stands afterwards. Yeah, I know. But, it, um, they're spot on. We did a good job. Anyway. Yeah. So, when a little counseling tidbit. I mean, like, a lot of the things that you see Laura pa- Palmer go through... Mm-hmm is really, it's it's pretty symptomatic of what, you know, like, sexual abuse comes from. Because yeah. here it is in this movie, like, you see her, you know, she becomes very controlling in her, her relationships. Like, she controls Bobby so then she can get drugs. Yes. You know, like, she controls the one Meals on Wheels guy mm-hmm. to, like, basically, like, do whatever the hell for her. Yes. Uh, she's sexually active. She's addicted to drugs. Like, a lot of these things are what seems to come up often for somebody who's trying to block out the severity of being a teenager and being abused. Yeah. So, and then also a little bit of schizophrenia because of Bob. Well, yeah. I mean, well, uh, that's all mystical. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I would diagnose them with that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, obviously, right. But I mean, even too, like I, I think about like how difficult this is. Like uh, the one scene that really sticks out to me is like when. Like, Bob comes into the room, and then, like, Laura runs outside, and she's in the bushes. Yeah. And she sees Leland walk out. Yeah, and she and she's realizes like, that that's Bob. Yeah, and that's so fucking heartbreaking. Like, sh- by the way, not a lot of credit. Not Doesn't come off up often. But Cheryl Lee is, like, I think one of the best expressive actors yeah. Her facial ever. expressions are amazing in this movie and yeah. in Twin Peaks. Like, even, too, in that scene where it's, like, Leland's, like, you, you gotta didn't wash. wash your hands. We're not gonna eat until Laura washes her hands. And it's, like, the sh- the terror that she conveys on her face as she's, like, quivering and crying. It's, like, goddamn. Yeah. If this was a movie, like, she could have she won an Oscar. But this isn't a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is nightmare fuel. Yeah, I know. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's she's incredible, and I feel like it, she does a, such a great job of conveying what it's like to be a teenager struggling with the secret yeah. and just trying to keep control of everything. Well, I also think, too, like, what this movie does really cool for, like, fans of Twin Peaks is that you start out the show with Laura being dead. So, like, you're really just doing, like, all hearsay of, like, how she was and, like, who she interacted with. Right, because the whole thing is, like, she's the homecoming queen. She's so popular. Everybody loved her, but you realize that there's so much a darker side to her. Yeah, and I think that this movie really does a good job of, like, flushing out the character. Yeah, Where, like, we actually get to see, because 90% of this movie is Laura. So, like, you actually get to see, like, her mannerisms, like, how she interacts with characters, like, what she does on a day-to-day basis. And then you start to piece together, like, how she starts to, like, hide things from everybody. Right. And it's, like, even, too, like, how many times it's, like, here's all the secrets. Like, I think about James, the fucking loser. Yeah, I know. Uh, Like, how he's, like, so out of the loop because, like, Laura doesn't confide in him. Mm -hmm. They say that they love each other, but it's, like, how much that she's, like, abusive and doesn't care and she's so secretive that, like, it pushes everybody away. Yeah. She's pretty common when it comes to something like this. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I feel like it's such an amazing job with that. I also want to give a shout out to uh, the music done by Angelo Badalamente. Yeah, sure. Um, just because like the the feeling of like that like slow jazz and like the the woodwork stuff that he does throughout mm-hmm. the entire show and this movie is like so synonymous with Twin Peaks. Yeah, that like it it just has like this feeling of being like a throwback like old school like um old kind of like woodsy town vibe to it well yeah and it's always having been like that, that. Yeah. yeah and it has like that 90s feel to it i know that like, i i feel is like nostalgic at this point for yeah, us yeah like in the beginning part of it too like when laura's walking and like the original theme hits cuz like you have the whole part like first part of this movie with like desmond and it's yeah. like and he disappears, and it's like one year later, and it's Twin Peaks, and it's like that theme hits, and I was I got a little emotional. I was like, oh man, yeah, Twin Peaks, yeah, no, and then you get it's to see so the nice R and R. Yep, you get to all the famous joints. You get like one shot of the sawmill. Yep, and it's like, yep, this brings back a lot of memories, almost to the point that you and I were like, yo, let's watch Twin Peaks. Over I know, again. I, I'm so like on board to watch this show again. Yeah, uh, but like. Even, too, like, I I got really emotional on that. But, like, what you're saying, too, also brings up, as I mentioned when we were watching it, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite pieces of music, which is the fucking Pink Room. Oh, the Pink Room scene is, like, really odd. It's so... it's All right, for anybody who doesn't know, they had to put subtitles in because the audio is so fucking loud yeah you can't hear what anybody's saying but i think (laughs) didn't you say too that like the because this the one that we watched wasn't the original one the original one like they didn't put subtitles in the original theatrical release of this they just didn't put subtitles in yeah that seems like 20 minutes long i know and (laughs) like there's constant talking yeah so it's like you really can't hear anything but over it is one of the fucking coolest pieces of music yeah you'll Ugh, I threw up in my mouth. Uh, you'll ever listen to because it's so fucking like eerie and like it's it's it sets the scene of like this weird sex club basically because mm-hmm. that's what it is and it's like that cool shot of like all these cigarette buds on the ground yeah. and like the beer bottle and you're like yeah that explains how fucking like nasty this place is mm-hmm. and then even too like a really good shot was like when Laura like in the middle of the night like leaves her room and then she looks back at like that painting that yeah, was given to that her at the cool. door. And you see her looking at it. Yep. 
like her being in the doorway yeah. and looking right at it. And as some if, cool like, perspective stuff there. Yeah, like David Lynch when when he's like tuned in, he makes very weird, very interesting stuff. Right, like I told you too, which is like one of my favorite things ever, which is that one episode in season three of like the fucking the black and white episode, yes. like the nuke, and it's like it's so jarring and nonsensical, mm-hmm. but it's interesting, and I think that's like one of the things I can always give credit to David Lynch about. I've been noticed too, and like, and just my later in life where it's like. I don't like so much of like purely abstract things that have mm-hmm. no sense to it. Yeah, I appreciate when there's some kind of direction, and it's but like David Lynch gets a hard pass for me because he can make the weirdest shit that has no meaning behind it, mm-hmm. and I'm like captivated. Yeah, I know. For a while, like he got a pass for me too, and like until season three, until season <laughs> three, and I was just like, yo, I I've been waiting, like I haven't been waiting twenty years, yeah, because I watched it. For the first time, like, four years ago. But, like, when I heard that season three was happening, I was like, oh, cool, we're finally going to get answers. Oh, but that and, was your expectation. And we got more questions than we got answers. If you go into season three with no expectations, it's great. And I tried to, like, halfway through, and then I was just like, yo, I, I've already, like, fucking tuned in. Like, I, yeah. I can't. I, I can't. like, hard-locked a memory in my brain where it's, like, for anybody who doesn't know, like, season three, like, the main character is basically, like, comatose. And it's like that part where it's like yeah, he Dale gets Cooper. he gets like the baseball oh thrown at him, and it's like that's his only scene, and you were just like fucking furious, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, Zach hates this, and I love this so much. Yeah, I was really mad about that. Yeah, but man, like overall too, like this, it's such a gem, and like I said too, it's I I always love more Twin Peaks. Yeah, like, I, I I'll always inject it into my brain. Yeah, it's just like. Again, and we were talking about this, where it's like, this is such like a a Twin Peaks type thing, where it's like you have to be a fan of Twin Peaks, yeah, before watching this movie, because right. like, because the thing is, is that like this is a prequel, so like obviously, the right thing to do would be to watch it first before you watch the show, but that's but you but such you wrong. can't that's so wrong. you can't do that because a that gives away who killed Laura, like. Yeah. immediately from watching it and then that takes all of the fun and expectation out of the show. Right, because that's the fun of finding out why Laura Palmer died, which in reality doesn't really matter. Like, it's just about, like, these characters being together to figure this out. Yeah, and then B, like, it... Like, the movie itself is so, like, jarring to watch that, like, you need to watch the show first to actually enjoy that style of the show and be okay with like how quirky and weird and like downright like abysmal this show is before you can even sit here and watch this movie and be like yeah no like this movie is fun right you need to know what you're walking into which is where this movie kind of comes into like a weird play for me because it's like i like this movie because i like twin peaks right but like but if you weren't as a, a fan, as a yeah, if I wasn't a fan of Twin Peaks, and also as a standalone movie, this is jarring at best to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like I would have to say maybe like thirty, forty minutes of it have some kind of plot and direction, but the rest of it is just like it's all just weird Laura. Shit. Yeah, and that's fine because like I've watched the show, and like to me, this is just kind of like a. 
like an Easter egg of a film where it's like, oh, this was like this scene. And like, oh, this is where like, you know, this part came up in season one where it's like. And there's also too like, like this movie is so different from the show because you have like tits and people getting their head blown off and like people doing drugs and saying fuck. And the show is like so much more subdued. I mean, they got away with like smoking. On oh yeah, it's in fine. the show, everybody smoked. Yeah, because it was yeah. the '90s. Like fuck yeah. it, like everybody can smoke. But yeah, you never saw like anything. Else. Right, you had people that did drugs, but you never really saw them do them because like you can't do that on TV. But like this movie is like so much more bleak, and yeah. season three is just like fucking a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Um, but like yeah, I, I agree with you on that too. Which is like, well, one, I think about this where it's like if you didn't like Twin Peaks. It's like, why the fuck would you watch this movie? No, absolutely. <laughs> and that's where I was like, like halfway through watching this movie, I was like, yo, there's a lot of people that are not going to like this. But if you go yep. and watch the show beforehand, yeah, you kind of get like a little bit more sense of like appreciation for it. Yeah. And this is one of those rare instances, too, where it's like I think about like something that has a prequel. It's like it's not necessary. Like we didn't really need to have Laura Palmer fleshed out like this. We yeah. got a lot of her from the show, but I do appreciate it as its own separate form of media. Yeah, exactly. Like I, like I said, like it was very cool to see like the actual character rather than like the hearsay that was everything around her in the show or her not character who's in a black wig. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, fuck it, Maddie. Yeah. Season two, I really enjoy, but like, oh, man, man, there's so much shit that like. I told on. you. Like, it, it, this movie also brought up, like, my disdain for James again. Oh, my God. He's terrible. And Donna as a whole, too. Yeah. I mean, Donna's not great. I don't like... I, I never really like Donna. I, I don't care for either of them, but there's... Because there's so much more interesting Shelly's characters. the winner. I like Audrey. Shelly Audrey's is. great. Hmm. 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 But yeah, yeah and I, it was also really nice reminiscing with you about like, hey, do you remember this shit? Yeah, I know. From like, hey, do you remember when Ed Horn like becomes a Civil War general? <laughs> and it's like, and you're like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, we were like going crazy trying to figure out One-Eyed Jack. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's that fucking like strip club casino that's in Canada yeah. that they have to go undercover for? And it's like One-Eyed Jacks. And Jacques twin brother yeah jean yeah <laughs> jean jacques renault and then jacques Re- or yeah jack jean renault yeah exactly yeah. it's just like oh man it was so nice like this is a pure nostalgia movie mm-hmm. um because like i watched this movie pretty much like after not like right afterwards but like around the time that we were watching it too because i was like i just want more twin peaks this is great yeah so but yeah i would say for anybody who doesn't like Twin Peaks or doesn't know what it is, which is weird since we're talking about it, but just yeah. don't watch this movie. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Don't watch this movie before you watch the show. Yeah, watch the show. If you really like something that's quirky, weird, like just, like I told you too, like I still can't believe that the season two finale got aired on TV, like television mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yeah. Like, holy shit. That is like the scariest, most disturbing, most nonsensical piece of media I've ever seen. And they put it on television, and, like, millions of people watched it because people just like Twin Peaks. And it's like, how the fuck did they get away with that? I know. So if you don't like any of that, don't watch this movie because it just won't work for you. But if you really like Twin Peaks and you just want more of it and you want to find out more about the characters, then watch the show and then watch this and then watch season three. And then listen to us. And then talk. <laughs> yeah. So spend like four weeks of your life mm-hmm. <laughs> getting all of this Twin Peaks in you. 
and then listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why, like, this yeah. is this is such, like, a weird movie in terms of, like, trying to, like, critique it. Because, like, it's, it's kind of part of a show, which then you have yeah. to watch the show to, like, fully understand. But since right. we've done so, it's, like, we can sit here and reminisce about things. So, I don't know. It, it, it gets, like... <sighs> It gets it, it gets like an eight and a half in terms of like the nostalgia portion of it for mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Yeah. But like overall as a film, it's like a six nose grabs out of yeah. ten. Good for you, man. Because I, I also had that same logic where it's like the fanboy in me gives us a nine out of ten. Like it's just more Twin Peaks. It's amazing. It's great. It's way too fucking loud. Yeah. Um, but it's like on a movie level, it's like seven. We don't have any specials out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear about our specials? Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't have any. Uh, so, yeah, it is it is truly one of those, like, if you like this, then you can watch it once you're done with the show. Yeah, exactly. Because I was thinking about, too, like, as I was talking about, like, other prequels. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, the Star Wars prequels, you could watch that shit before the original. Yeah, because nothing gets given away. Yeah, and that's fine. Who cares? But it's like... This gives everything away. Yeah, like, this would totally not work in that same sentiment. Yeah, this movie ruins season one for you, which is the best The best season. one, yeah. yeah. So, for yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, too, and if you want something like this, season one is only, like, 14, 12 episodes, so it's, like... Not even. I think it's I think it's 10. Yeah, and it's and amazing. And then season two is, like, 25. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, if anything, too, if, if this is just a way for us to be able to promote one of the weirdest, most amazing shows ever, then, you know, like, maybe that's all this is. And that's fine. I have a tattoo of it. Yeah. I know. I like how we were watching it, and you're like, fuck, I should get a Twin Peaks tattoo. And I was like, you have one. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I do have one. <laughs> yeah, right on my wrist. Nice. Good Matt, stuff. you got a recommendation? <gasps> ah, 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 yeah. Ah. yeah. Sorry, I, I got lost for a minute. Um, So, yeah, since I'm playing Baldur's Gate, Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I don't really have any games to recommend. So just Boulders Gate you're going to recommend? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, so I actually wanted to recommend a YouTube channel that I really like. It's called uh, Medi, not the bad guy. Medi is M-E-T-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does like really, really in-depth character analysis for like video game characters, anime characters, and like um, you know, like other other forms of fiction. Yeah. And it's really good. Like, I really like how, like I said, like, thorough and surgical a lot of his explanations are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the things I really like, too, is that he'll, like, take the character's name. So if it's, like, an anime character, he'll, like, take their name and kind of, like, break down, like, what the name actually translates to and what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really good at, like, kind of talking about how this character fits into, like, the whole story. Um, how I found out about him was that he did, um, in Metal Gear Rising, he did, like, character analysis for, like, Jetstream Sam. And I thought it was cool, because it's, like, he also, like, because all the boss characters in that game have their own theme songs. Yeah. And he, like, broke down the song lyrics about, like, what they mean to the story and, like, the character. So, I, I, I really like it. And whenever he releases a video, too, I'm, like, and it's a character that I really like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm super fascinated by it. Like, he goes into a lot of depth and knowledge and things that, like, he'll tie in, like, specific cultural pieces, too. Then I'm, like, oh, I had no idea that this is based off of that or that this showed up. So, it's really nice if you, if you like video games, if you like anime, um, and you just want, like, a really nice, in-depth, thorough explanation about a character, 
I would suggest uh, many not the bad guy on okay. the YouTubes. Very nice, Matt. Yeah. So Zach, this um, <coughs> this podcast. Oh, well, what are you, what are we doing next? Yeah. Before so I do my rant? <laughs> yeah, before you go <laughs> into that thing. Yeah. Um. So up next, we are going to be talking about the toll on actors' lives. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what. How, what, what what were we talking about? What it, <laughs> like really like what it's like to be an actor? Like we, the the grueling things that they go through, like some of the hardships that some actors may have gone through that like have changed them mentally or physically. Yep. Um, and then maybe yeah, we can talk, talk about, about some positive things. Yeah, about there's it. positives definitely. Hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, cool stuff. Cool mm-hmm. beans. Keep keep posting. Keep listening. <laughs> You know, yeah, what do you say? I don't know. Uh, Shut up. All um, right. So Zach, this this we're at a we're at we're stuck behind a log truck and then this podcast just pulled up and it's like shouting to put this ring on and we're like revving the engine and we're shouting, so we need to we need to peel out and get the hell out of here. Alright, cool. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> you Alright guys, thanks for listening. Now Matt, I am the arm and I sound like this. <laughs> <laughs>